Welcome to the unspoken truths of digital leadership, living the leadership values. Our guests will talk about the unspoken truths of leadership, the values, the dark side and the learnings from dealing with conflict with integrity. Discover how they lead more effectively, how they make decisions, how they live their leadership values, and how they deal with the consequences that happen because of the decisions that they make. I am John Opoon, I will be your host of the show. Please note that there may be explicit language used during the interview. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hey, and welcome to another episode of the Unspoken Truths of Digital Leadership, Living the Leadership Values, where our guests will talk about the unspoken truths of leadership, the dark side, and the learnings from dealing with conflict with integrity. And today I have a very, very special guest that's um, I'm very grateful uh, to have on. He's an entrepreneur and founder of Rise, Jay Jackson. Man, how are you doing there? I'm happy Thank you, to Jay, be here. so much for your time. I really <laughs> appreciate it. No, I appreciate you having me, man. Phenomenal. I'm, I'm excited to be here. So, Jay, for those that don't know who you are, because I, I did a bit of research about you, huh? but what, mm -hmm. who are you and how did Rise come about? Man, um, Jay Jackson, man, I'm a, you know, I, I like to say I'm a, just a country boy, man, um, that's living in the big city. Um, from uh, originally from Orlando, Florida, uh, born and raised in Orlando, Florida. Um, I've been an entrepreneur for, oh man, I can't even remember, it's, you know, a number of years, man. I um, I started my first venture in my in my late twenties. Um, I started in real estate, man, and did well in real estate. It got part of the uh, market when the market climb and rose in uh, in 2001, 2002 in those years. And then the market crashed in 2006 and you had to kind of reinvent yourself, man. But I've been around for some time, um, you know, and, and did several ventures before we got to rise. So um, just excited for the ride and the journey. Prior to you starting in entrepreneurship, what did you do? Oh, man. So um, I actually had a government job, man. I was working for the I was working for the government. You know, interesting story. I, I'll share a bit of a story with you to even understand how we, you know, how the entrepreneurial seed got planted in my head. And so um, I worked for, uh, you know, around 18, 19 years old. I worked for a company called Airborne Express. And I don't know if your listeners, if they're familiar with Airborne Express or not, but if you're familiar with um, uh, FedEx or you're familiar with um, UPS, very similar company, you know, a delivery company. And so um, when I got hired on with this company, man, um, the first two weeks on the job, I'll tell you, or actually when I first got hired, you know, they put me in an area that I was very unfamiliar with. So I grew up in, you know, really kind of an underserved area. Um, grew up in what they would call the the, the hood and you know you know really um urban area and uh and that was where i was comfortable at that was my comfort zone and so when they uh hired me and they put me on the side of town they said we, we want you to work the east side of orlando and the east side was kind of the more fluent that's where the people that uh were much more fluent lived and i was not familiar with that area and so i said well if you put me in the area that i'm comfortable with right this this west side where i'm familiar at you know, I promise I could do a much better job. And they said, you know, well, either you work this side where we where we're putting you at the east side or or you find a new job. And so needless to say, <laughs> you know, I find myself working the 
the east side. And, and the interesting thing that happened was the first two weeks on the job, I had this poor attitude because I, I didn't get my way. I felt like I was out of my comfort zone and I just I had a very poor attitude. Um, and then about two weeks into the job, I, I pull up at this house and usually, you know, you deliver the package, leave it at the front door and you run off. And I know we've all seen the delivery drivers running to their vehicle before the person answers the door. Um, but this particular day, man, I pulled up at this house and it was like the biggest house I had ever seen in my life. And I was like, I have to know, you know, what what this person does that, you know, you know, to live in a house like this. I've never seen, you know, seen anything like this. And it was probably maybe 2,500, 3,000 square feet. So it wasn't a big, huge mansion, but for somebody that came from where I came from, um, you know, this was, this was fairly large. And so I went to the doorbell, rung the doorbell and, um, and I'm standing there shaking and it's one o'clock in the afternoon. And this gentleman answers the door in t-shirt and shorts. And, uh, and I said, you know, sir, my, my name is Jay and I'm your new delivery driver. And I was just wondering, you have a beautiful home and and what do you do? And he says, you know, I, I run a business from my home. And I said, you know, you run a business from your home. What are you, what are you talking about? And um, I said, I've never heard anything like that. And so he talked to me about his company. He was in the in the IT industry. And um, and I said, so you're trying to tell me you don't go to work every day. You don't wake up every day, dreading going to work fighting this traffic that you hate, working with people that you hate working with, doing something that you don't like doing, right? And only to go through that process over and over again. And he said, no, I love what I do. And he brought me to his home and and uh, showed me what he did. And that was the day the entrepreneurial seed got planted in my head. And I said, you know, I don't know what it will be. I don't know what I'll be doing, but one day, I'm going to start a business from my home, right? And I'm, I'm still thinking small, but I'm like, I want to work from my home like that. And um, and that was where the entrepreneurial seed got planted. And, and so from that point on, uh, it began to be watered through every other opportunity uh, until ultimately I started, I did start my own real estate company out of my home and then ultimately into an office and everything. But that was the, the planting of the entrepreneurial seed. <laughs> and did you go through the, um, the route that most people entrepreneurs start through, which was like reading the books like Rich Dad Poor Dad and Personal Development? Or I'll tell was you, something you just went out and did for yourself without prior any education? No, you know what? It was it was certainly reading not maybe not those same books that you mentioned, but it was certainly you know, an educational process. I, I'm, I am a constant student. I'm always looking for ways to learn and, and, and I, you know, I'm just always trying to find ways. And so, you know, it started off with motivational things. And then, yes, I started planning this, you know, you know, we started reading, um, um, thinking grow rich and, and really started understanding the, the, the importance of goal setting and, um, you know, having goals and setting goals and writing them down and having clear plans and paths to get there. And so I guess it was, you know, as a matter of fact, I did read Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And, um, and so, yeah, that's, that began to really water that, that entrepreneurial seed that, that began to be planted. And then I just found mentors, right? I found mentors who really, um, you know, guided me in the right direction and really um, provided some, some sound guidance for me um, prior to, prior to even starting my business. And before you started all the, you know, the the business, what was it like for you growing up as a child? Oh, what was it like growing up, man? It was, um, I was always, <laughs> it, it's funny because I watched my dad, I watched my father who, who tried to 
start, you know, businesses. I, and I, I do remember him having, you know, kind of this entrepreneurial seat within him, but um, he never really had the capital to begin to scale the ideas that he had. And so, you know, I just always saw him kind of struggling. And so he always struggled here and there. And so I just remember, um, I, I didn't really see at, through him, um, you know, unfortunately, I didn't see entrepreneurial, that entrepreneurial path as something that would, um, that, you know, would be something that I wanted to pursue because I just saw where it, it was such a struggle for him. I'll tell you one of the things uh, about me that was very interesting when you talk about growing up, you know, as I mentioned, you know, where I grew up from and what I, you know, the, the background that I came from, you know, I really idolized the wrong crowd growing up. And so that was part of the, the things that I over had to overcome because, you know, we didn't have a lot growing up. And so, um, you know, we, you put value in material things. And so, you know, you see the people with material things and, they, and then where I came from, they weren't doing the right things. And so um, that's what you equated success to was those material things. And then thankfully, as I begin to get older, you begin to understand um, really what success is about and what that journey is about is is really so much more than than obtaining material things, but what you begin to give and and uh, and how you begin to serve. And that's when I began to to develop this servant spirit and understand that, you know, it's really about how can you take your talent and take your skills and 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 use them to serve others. And so um, I learned that that valuable lesson. <laughs> And before you started to serve other people and help other people, what kind of um, value did you did you have? Um, how did that value come about for you? Uh, how did the value of of you know, serving and being compassionate and having that um, desire to help others? Um, that was when I began to be the most fulfilled, right? So I always worked. I always had a at, at the age of you know fifteen, I, I had a job. And so I always worked and made money. Um, and, you know, and I was always a hard worker, you know, and I remember um, when I was in school, I, you know, while everybody was doing the school things and I look back and I probably should have participated more in the extracurricular activities from school, but I was working. Right. And so, you know, I was driven, always been just this hard worker. And you, you begin to realize, man, that, um, that there is a greater purpose and, and, um, and, you know, they always say, you know, really where you where your gift lies and where, you, you know, where your purpose lies is when you, you find the things that you get mad at. Right. What is it that you get mad at? What is it that you get frustrated with? And one of the things that um, that I would get frustrated with is just people, um, especially when I met after I met this gentleman, I would get you know frustrated when people when I would meet people who weren't satisfied with the way they were living, the way life was going for them, yet they wouldn't do anything about it. And, um, you know, whether it be in their career, whether it be in their personal life. And so, you know, I, I you know, I've always had this um, goal, not always, but th this is where the, that entrepreneurial seed began to be birthed is um, having this goal to help people manifest their greatest goals and their greatest dreams. And my first business venture, which was in real estate, was was, you know, just an extension of that. You know, I was helping people purchase a home and it was a positive experience and and to take them and say hey listen you can leave this apartment or you can leave this this kind of environment that you're coming from and uh and and have a piece of ownership for something that's going to change the trajectory of your family and um that's when i began to to learn and 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 engage in or understand the value of serving and so every venture that i had beyond that 
has always been finding a way to serve people in a, in a positive way. So you, I guess you can say I'm, I, I believe in servant leadership. Absolutely. And how have you been growing the, the your servant leadership style? Because I'm very intrigued because that's, that's a style that I feel I've been working towards as well. Really? Is I get fulfilled by helping others and yes. just being able to help someone out, you know, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and, and I, I have that buzz and that drive. Yeah. You know, and I'll tell you, so what wound up happening is when, you know, I, I talked about my real estate company. So I did very well in real estate and I'm, I'm thankful for that. And um, and then the market crashed and you kind of begin to have to reinvent yourself. And one of the things uh, because of some of these you know, these backgrounds, the background that I'm telling you that I came from and as a result of the success that I had in, as an entrepreneur, I won you know, several awards. I would always be featured you know, and, and asked to speak on entrepreneurship as a result. And I would speak to a lot of youth groups and I would speak to even, even business organizations on entrepreneurship. And, um, and when I would speak to the youth groups, you know, a lot of times I'm speaking to, to groups like the boys and girls club, or, you know, just a number of different youth organizations. And they would come up to me after the fact, and especially the, the youth, um, the diverse youth, the youth of color would come up to me and they, they would see that I had a little less gray on my chin and a little less you know, in the middle here. So they would really relate to me because they saw me as this young person that wasn't too far removed from where they were. And they would say, you know, we see athletes, right? And we see the entertainers, um, but we don't see entrepreneurs like yourself, people that are starting their own business. And, uh, and you know, I, I said, you know, what are you talking about, man? I, there's a lot of people out here just doing phenomenal things and following their passion and doing well at it. At it. And they said, well, we don't see them. And so that was actually the seed that began to birth and take me on the journey of Rise, uh, which is the company that you mentioned, and, and what you know, the, what the company that that we have, and, and we launched in 2011. And Rise is spelled R Y S E, and it stands for Recognizing the Young, Successful, and Empowered. And and really, what I wanted to do was I wanted to begin to tell those dynamic stories of individuals that like I like to call the silent giants, right? The people who um, who come up with an idea, take an idea and birth it into something and, and not even necessarily as an entrepreneur, but, you know, even in a corporate environment, if you're striving to be, you know, climb the, that that corporate ladder and and you're finding ways to be innovative within a corporation. Right. And I wanted to begin to tell those stories. And that is how we birth um rise and and so again you know we started that company back in 2011 and so we're almost uh next year be 10 years in man and um congratulations and <laughs> i appreciate it i appreciate it and, and it's always been about how do we tell these dynamic stories um for the people who who deserve to have those stories told and we tell the purpose of telling those stories is to inspire the people that are following in that path or following behind to give them an example um, that they can say, OK, well, if they can do it, then I know I can do it and, and I can potentially connect with them and maybe get some insight from them that could help help me on my journey. How did your vision for Rise come about? How did that vision come about? I, you know, it, as I mentioned, it was when I um, when I was speaking um, to these youth groups and, and I said, you know, I want to find a way to tell those stories. And I, I remember I was leaving out of um, I don't I forget where I was at. I was at, uh, at an event and I was leaving out of the event It's very low key. 
And this young guy stopped me. He's like, Mr. Jackson. And I was like, you know, I started talking to him and he said he had read about me in some magazine that he that he had picked up. And I, I don't even remember the magazine, but he read about me. And so um, I was like, OK, well, wow, that's 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 great. And he said, man, I saw you and he recognized me when he saw me. And he said, I just had to talk to you. And um, and so that night, man, and I had already been thinking about, you know, with these youth that were, you know, the things that they were saying to me. And so that night I went to sleep and I was like, man, you know, I want to do something. And it, that seed, you know, when he shared with me how he read about me in that magazine, um, I said, you know what? I woke up in the middle of the night, honestly, and and rise hit my head. And and uh, and it wasn't the regular spelling. It was the R-Y-S-E. And right away, um, I thought of the recognizing the young, successful and empowered. And uh, and so that's how the idea came about. It was you know, literally uh, in my sleep. I woke up and um, and I began working on it, man. And uh, two and a half months later, interestingly, man, this and it, it, I'll share something with you. Too. I'll share this with your audience. You know, I didn't know I, I had never produced a magazine a day in my life. I, you know, I, I you know, I didn't know anything about uh, magazine publishing or anything like that. But I knew what I knew, the what the impact that I wanted to have for the, the target audience that I was going after. And so the next day I woke up and I began, I went down to Barnes and Nobles and I was looking at all the different magazines and I was like, listen, I like this, I like that, I like this. I wanna incorporate all of these various different you know, components into, into what I want to have, um, you know, what, I want to, what I want Rise Magazine to be. And there was one, I, at the time I was in Orlando, Florida, and there was one magazine, it was called Orlando Magazine. Um, and that was kind of the, the blueprint magazine that I liked it, it you, know, um, you know, in terms of the look of it and the feel of it. And I said, man, this is going to be our blueprint, but we're going to target, you know, this up really mobile minority young professional demographic. Um, and so I began working on the whole project that week. So that I, I, that was a Sunday when I met the young guy. Um, I'm working on the project all that week, working on you know what this thing will look like. That Saturday, that very Saturday um, following, I had I was doing a presentation for um, this National MBA organization, National Black MBA, um, and they wanted me to speak on entrepreneurship. And interestingly, and when I went around and I said I want to know who's in the room, and I had everybody stand up and, and introduce themselves, and one of the people that stood up. His name was um, Jason Jones, and he says, "My name is Jason Jones, and I'm the creative director for Orlando Magazine." Right. So the very same magazine that I said I wanted to use as my blueprint, um, the, the the creative director, the one who was responsible for the look and feel of the magazine, was in the room um, that I was speaking on, and he was listening to my presentation about entrepreneurship. And then also in the room was a young lady who. Um, who was an editor or had been an editor for USA Today. And so they are coming to listen to me. And now now that I find out who I have in the room, I'm like, listen, I got to talk with you all afterwards. And so my point to all of that story was just to say, sometimes you may not have all of the pieces of the puzzle, right? You may not have it all, but you can't let that stop you from starting. So many times people, um, they say, well, I don't have this and I don't have that. And so um, they they don't want to start until they feel like they have it all together. And and I didn't have it all together at all. Um, I just, you know, I had a vision. I began working with the pieces that I had. And then the other pieces began to come together. And two and a half months from the day that I was birthed, the vision for Rise, uh, we published our, our very first 
magazine. We did a, a big launch event, the Orlando Magic, which is the local basketball team there, um, national basketball team, should I say. Um, they were a sponsor of the event and it was just a phenomenal thing. And that was the birth of what we've been working on for, for the past 10 years. <laughs> wow. Just from one, <laughs> one, one, one idea and one vision. <laughs> and it has evolved. It has certainly evolved over, over the years. I mean, the magazine itself, I mean, we never sought to, to believe it or not, that was not the real business model for us. It was, you know, the magazine was what I like to call a glorified business card. Um, but for us, you know, it, it was a nice, glossy print publication. But for us, where we really would generate our revenue from is we would host events along with the magazine. So every time we unveiled a new magazine, we would do the Rise Awards or the Women on the Rise Honors, or we would do some event. And those events would pull out um, five or 600 people a pop. And as a result, you know, we began to have companies like uh, Pepsi and State Farm and BB&T Bank and a lot of these corporate brands said, hey, we want to get in front of this upwardly mobile um, young professionals that you are that you're curating into the room here. And so that was really the business model for us was was getting the corporations to sponsor and pay for you know all of these activities that we were doing and so we would give the magazine away for free um you know but but really generate our revenue from there and and it again it evolved into us uh morphing into a marketing agency and so began we began to do marketing campaigns since we understood the key demographic we began to do marketing campaigns for these companies that um that would pay us to help them better understand how to authentically market to uh, these upwardly mobile minority young professionals. <laughs> I'm just fascinated. <laughs> uh, when when you decided to, um, was there a reason a specific uh, target age group that you was helping and you wanted to empower? Mm, no, there. I, I'll be honest. There, there was never. I mean, we put an age demographic on it, but there was never an age demographic. I mean, if, if somebody is in in high school or middle school and they they and they have a dream or they have a goal, then then I mean, then that's who we that's who we really want to to have an impact on. If somebody is is older and they've retired and they say, well, you know what, I want to, you know, I want to jump back out there. I got something that I'm passionate about that I want to jump back out there with. I want to inspire them as well. And so it, it was never really an age demographic. We 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 use recognizing the young, successful and empowered, but you know, I always believe man, young is a state of mind. So it doesn't it, you know, it never really mattered to us what age or, or, you know, it was really about, do you want to, you know, what is the goal? What is the dream that you have? And, and, and how can we inspire you? And then not only inspire you, but then provide you with resources um, to help you get there. And so that's really what the core was for us is, is more about impacting people who we felt, um, you know, we, who felt, who, who felt we needed or they needed, that push or that guidance or that that resource so you're giving them a platform to find their voice exactly exactly and 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 uh when you talk about platform and the evolution of where we've evolved to now man is is um is really exciting for us so it's been phenomenal with the change and um with what we can do especially across um especially like now you know you're across the pond and we're having this conversation absolutely 
like 10 years ago, this probably wouldn't have happened. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and technology, man, has really changed and the digital world has really changed things. And so as a result, man, you know, we moved the company to Atlanta, um, you know, to Georgia, Atlanta in 2015 because we just wanted to go into a much larger market. And, and that was that became an opportunity as well, because when we moved the company here, right, the, the, the Georgia market, there's a lot of film and entertainment and production that takes place here. Um, it's a multi-billion dollar market when it comes to uh, the film and entertainment and just that whole digital world uh, or, or that whole content creation world. And so um, as a result, man, you know, I said, listen, we're working with a lot of these because we were working with age, uh, organizations or brands and developing content and working with them to develop authentic content. I work with a lot of freelancers. So again, these are the creatives. These are the people that have goals and dreams that they, and they're the ones, they're the ones that I always say add color to a world that would otherwise be black and white because they're, they're adding that creative spirit to it. Um, we began working on the project and the evolution of our company rise into a project that we call rise creative village. And um, and that's where we are right now. It's really exciting. We recently purchased a former Atlanta public school property. So we purchased this former school that's about 31,000 square feet. It sits on about four acres of land. And we are going through a multi-million dollar redevelopment of this school and converting it into this content production studio and incubator for creatives who operate in the film, music, and digital media world. And so, again, this is about um, taking these people that have a goal, that have dreams, and that, you know, and, and helping them, and now having a facility that has the resources to help them manifest uh, those goals and dreams. And so, within this facility, um, we're, we're going to, there's, there's, um, you know, production sound stages, there's, you know, podcasting studios as we're sitting on a podcast right now. Um, there's photography studios, there's, um, virtual reality gaming studios. And so you have all of these acoustically engineered production spaces to create content out of, but it's all wrapped around this co-working community. And so now if I'm a screenwriter, I can connect with a cinematographer, I can connect with a sound engineer, and now I can be a part of a community that uh, of people that can help me bring these ideas and these concepts to fruition in reality. <laughs> Is it like a, a mix of a Netflix and Google incubator? <laughs> yeah you can say that i mean i never i never looked at it like that but but absolutely it's it's um you know it, it's about bringing all of these this creative talent together and and i'll tell you what the goal is for us is you know as we say you're, we're curating and cultivating creativity right so we're curating all of these creatives under one roof and providing them with resources that they that can help them develop their talent and then on on the on the flip side of that is we are working with studios, major studios here. So much, you know, studios that are that, you know, productions like Marvel um, are getting produced in. So we're working with those studios to help these creatives now get connected to real opportunities in major productions. And so that is what that is what this is all about, man. So it's about helping to create those opportunities. So we want you to come in. We want to help you develop that talent. We want to give you the resources that you need to, to produce and, 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 and hone that talent. And then we want to get you connected to some significant opportunities in the industry. So you're empowering the next generation of creatives. Absolutely.
Absolutely. Wow. That is, that, is, that is powerful. <laughs> I'm glad you see it, man. It's It's been a major undertaking. It took us um, a little bit over two years to 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 be able to to buy this school from uh, from Atlanta Public Schools. It was not an easy process um, working, you know, with um, the school system. They're just not 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 designed to be you know, selling real estate and moving things like that. But uh, we made it through the process with them. And so now we're in that development process with a plant opening, um, you know, soft opening in um, fall of 2021. So you're catching us as we're working on the design and going through the fun part of designing what the space will look like. And for you, as a seasoned entrepreneur, I would say, mm-hmm. <laughs> because you've been in the, in the, in the game for much longer, <laughs> just, just because you've been in the game for much longer, how has it been for you to manage your emotions and tensions and stress and, you know, what, what keeps you driven every day? You know, I always say you got to find a why, right? You got to find a why that that keeps you driven. And so the why is what kept me driven. It is when I think about the why, is I think about so many talented people that um, that are you know, just as talented as the people that are creating the content that we turn on Netflix and watch, but they're never given an opportunity, right? They, they don't have the right connection. They don't understand how to even get plugged into opportunity. So that was my why. I will say that was my why. So even when the process was drawn out, you know, with the acquisition and just throughout the whole thing, when it got very difficult, I always stayed rooted to why I was doing this. And that's why I stayed committed to it. Um, in terms of the emotions, you know, I, I tell you, the journey can be long and difficult. It can be, it can be daunting. It can be lonely at times, right? Because not everybody understands the things that you may be going through. Nobody, a lot of times people don't understand the commitment. They don't understand the sacrifice. They don't understand those various different things. And so you have to kind of stay rooted and you have to find ways you know, um, you know, there's things that I do spiritually that help me stay rooted. Um, you know, there's there's you know, I, I do have to wind up making sure I take a break and have some type of balance, you know, throughout the journey, because it can be very, very difficult at times. And, it, you know, so so those are some of the things that I would do. What kind of spiritual practices do you do? Um, well, I, I, I am I'm a Christian, and I, I you know, um, and so really my faith. And, uh, you know, I, I certainly pray. I certainly find ways um, to serve. And again, it's going back to serving. I find ways to serve others who are less fortunate. And that always keeps you a balance. That keeps you balanced because if you're just focused on money, you're focused on, you know, profitability and those type of things all the time, then, you know, you, you lose sight, right? Because it's, it's got to be about more than that. And so, you know, um, I focus on my spirituality. I, I pray a lot. Um, and, and then I use the, you know, serving others and I, and, and to help just add that balance to me. And that's one of the things that, that just has always helped me. And so I just, I have a passion for it, man. If it was up to me, man, I'd give my shirt, you know, and, and give my last to kind of help, um, others, you know, if, if I feel like they really are in need and I, and I, and, and the thing about it, the thing about it, man, is that I always find that, um, I go that, that, that it always works out for me in the end, no matter how difficult it is when I'm giving and I'm serving, you know, in the end, it always comes back to me tenfold. And so I don't do it for that, but 
you know, they always say, man, go givers will always go further than go getters. Right. And so, um, you know, learn understanding being a go giver and you'll find that, it, you know, it, it comes back to you tenfold. And, you know, in our terms or in the Asian culture, we call it good karma. Is that mm. something you believe in? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Mm. I certainly believe in that. I certainly believe in that. Um, you know, I was listening to Oprah Winfrey and she talked about she talked about the power of karma and how you have the power to control your destiny. And is what is what are you putting out there? Right. Because it's going to come back to you. And so it, you have to put good out there because if you're putting good out there then good is going to come back and I'm, I'm thankful that you know it's just always um in a positive way as has has come back on me and so um and so i'm thankful for that and i think that's what has helped me navigate and and get to where you know accomplish things that you know are far beyond and far greater than i would have even imagined um accomplishing for myself have you always been a positive person? <laughs> <laughs> Am I positive, man? Am I positive? <laughs> I love the energy and the vibe that you give. It's just so <laughs> contagious. And it really keeps, it gets me buzzed. <laughs> <laughs> and so when I feel that energy, I'm someone I'm, I'm someone that feels energy quite sensitively. Yes. Mm -hmm. So I just I'm just like vibing in good spirits right now. So something is coming across you, from you, no, obviously. <laughs> no, I, 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 and I believe I, I wholeheartedly believe in energy. Um, and I, and I, it's funny because, um, I am an energy filler. So I, I totally understand what you're saying. And I, and I guess I do, man. I guess I'm all, I, I, I try to stay positive and I will say, man, I will get away from people that, that bring negative energy because I know that it can, it can have an effect, man. And I believe in that. And so, I'm just always positive. I'm always like, man, if I keep pushing, if I keep doing right, if I keep trying to do the right thing and keep trying to serve, it's going to ultimately come back uh, positively to me. And so, um, and so, yeah, sometimes I guess I'm, I might be overly optimistic at times, but <laughs> you know, as, as some people tell me, but yes, I, um, I try to always be positive and, and I'm thankful and I can't help but be positive because of, you know, where I am in life. And, and I, I, I'm, I'm certainly thankful for, for where I have gotten. And, um, and I can't help but be positive. I can't be negative for, for the things that I've been blessed with, you know, because <laughs> I know there's people with so much less, so much. So. But you how, how do you stay so grounded? How do I stay grounded? Um, yeah. <laughs> because, you know, I, I, I say this because, you know, with utmost respect to others, but there are some people who have made, you know, a lot of success, mm -hmm. but their behaviors and attitudes says otherwise. Mm. Like you do get some people who just not as polite or not as positive or just doesn't really, you know, mm -hmm. help out others uh, and things like that. So I'm not just disrespecting them, but you know, mm -hmm. some people just have get to that point where they have it or get that success and i guess because i'm i guess because i'm always trying to bite off uh more than you know something bigger than than, than probably i should be doing and so as a result you know i'm always you know envisioning something bigger and greater than 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 most people would imagine for myself and as a result you know you you have that period where you're where 
let me let me back up a little bit. There's a there's a song that says all I do is win, 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 no matter what. And and the thing about it is that's not reality. Right. And reality is, you know, sometimes you win, then you lose, you lose and then you win and then you lose, you lose. But as long as you're out there playing, I mean, you're going to you're going to continue to progress. And so it for me, you know, I don't always win. And so it's those losses that keep me humble right it's the times that okay that didn't work out as planned right and so that brings you back to being humble right and and you know it doesn't you know and it makes you appreciate the wins that much more right so okay man that didn't work out like i like i wanted it to work out that took a little bit longer than i anticipated and so man i'm i'm, I'm thankful for when i do win and that's what has for me has always kept me humble is because you know the journey hasn't always been easy and so when it's not easy and then you know you, you begin to just appreciate when it you know when you have those successes and so I, I thankful I, I'm I'm thankful that I have kept that humble spirit and um and and also realize it's it's bigger than me man it's never about me it's about you know we it's about you know, the team that I have working around me. It's about the impact of the people that we that we're having. And so I'm I just thankful. I guess it's coming from those humble beginnings, man, that make me um just appreciate where I am and appreciate people around me. And um and uh, I hope I never lose it, man. <laughs> well it, it it came across at the beginning when I asked you about your title and you just said just jay jackson like you didn't even want a, it, it sounded like you didn't even want a title man i you know it's so funny because um you know i i i've worked with a number of different organizations and and i remember um i was working with this one organization they pulled together you know community leaders um for this nonprofit organization they wanted us to help them raise money and so they would go around the room and ask people you know or have people introduce themselves and it's funny because the people who probably had the least or had accomplished the least amount, um, they would, you know, give these grandiose introductions about themselves and have these elaborate titles for these companies that really there was just one man operation or whatever and nothing, not, not knocking them at all. But um, I had a, a mentor who would, who was in the, in the same room with me. And this, this gentleman, he owned probably eight or nine McDonald's at the time, eight, eight or nine McDonald's restaurants very very successful very very well off financially um you know just 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 you know hugely successful and when he introduced himself he's like my name is such and such and uh you know i, I work with mcdonald's and that was just it like he was like my name is such and such and i work with mcdonald's and 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 people were like mcdonald's oh what is what is he you know is he manager at mcdonald's and people got to you know but he he was probably had the highest net worth of anybody in the room and um, and I just I just I just admired that about him. He didn't have to come in here. I own eight McDonald's restaurants and, you know, that generate X number of dollars a month. And everybody who probably were, were I don't want to say anybody's nothing, but the people who were you know creating all of this, you know, these self-fulfilled titles or whatever, um, they were just mere fraction of, of where he was. And so from that, I said, man, that's that's how I would like to be is is that person where. You know, man, it's not about any of that. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's about the impact. Wow. That's amazing. <laughs> How did the impact, what caused you to want to create an impact? Um, Really just where I come from. So it's like, you know, back at the, like, you know, from the beginning, um, it's really just where I came from. I, I, I just, um, 
you know, came from those very humble beginnings. And then also I, I think about, I'll add this in, and I haven't talked about this a lot, but I think about my own children. I mean, and, and really it even goes back to my father. So I, I talked a little bit about my father earlier. And I talked about how on his entrepreneurial journey, he didn't have a lot of the resources and he didn't have the internet. So he wasn't able to connect with people like yourself, you know, from far and wide. And so he just was really trying to figure it out with the resources that he had access to. And uh, and so when I think about my own journey, I, I have a sense of purpose that um, I want to be able to carry that baton where he couldn't he couldn't get that baton or, you know, he could only carry it so far. And so I'm thankful for where I am because of resources and things that I've been allotted in my generation. I'm able to carry that baton a little bit further. And then I also have um, two children of my own, um, a son and a daughter who um, who I think about for the future. And so I think, OK, well, I got to be able to carry it much further than my father could so that when I pass it to them, they're not starting you know, close to the fin or close to the start, but they're starting closer to, uh, I won't even say the finish line because you're continuously running, but they're starting a lot further and they are able to get a lot further than even I can. And so, um, you know, while it's, you know, serving others, I also think about, um, I'm, I'm at that age now, you see the gray. So I'm at that age where I think about legacy and I think about, um, you know, uh, how, how, you know, our family and our family trajectory can change for, um, for for the next generations you know they always say a, a a good man leaves an inheritance for his children's children and so um <laughs> i think about stuff like that that's awesome because you're you're making massive difference in the world <laughs> yeah just from just listening from the start the the vision that you have and what you're creating with the village mm. like mm. yeah and i pass by i definitely need to drop by the village <laughs> yeah you definitely man it's going to be phenomenal. I mean, you know, it's really going to be this place where I, and I talked about the school itself and what we're doing within the school. But, you know, it sits on four acres of land and we're actually building, you know, a multifamily uh, apartment complex on site as well. And and ultimately, and that's when we, we, we that's why we call it a village, because it's really this live, work, play type of environment. So you can you know, you can live there. You, you you live in one of the apartments. And then if you wake up at three o'clock in the morning, you want to create something right. You can just, you know, go over to the to the you know main building and and, you know, get in, get access to it because you got 24 hour access and and then begin to create. And right. And so, um, and, you know, I just think about that and, I, and I'm excited for where it's going. And and we really just want to be this hub for developing that talent and then helping them get connected to opportunities and goals so that we can help them manifest their their goals and their dreams. And man, we can continue to add um, color to this world, man. Every time we turn on the TV, somebody thought about that, right? Somebody thought about the shows that we're watching when we turn on the radio and listen to music or, you know, whether you listen to, um, you know, when you, whether you listen to, you know, the, the Apple music or whatever, you know, however you get your music, you know, stream it, you know, somebody created that, right? Somebody had to write the lyrics, somebody had to produce the beat and the, and all of that. And, and to me that I just find that fascinating. And I don't think we spend enough time um, really appreciating that creativity. We live in this world where everything is, is so corporate driven and money driven. And uh, we, we don't understand, you know, it's always, well, how does that make money? What's the ROI on that? And man, the ROI is that, man, you feel good, man. When, when we're going through all this stress and we're stuck at home and 
and uh, you can't get out because of COVID, man, you you know, we're watching TV. We, we got to get out of this world. When the economy crashes and people are just hurting financially, right, they want to escape this world and they want to escape it with something that is birthed from someone's imagination. And I just find that fascinating and I'm, I'm just intrigued with that. And I'm always helping, wanting to help people who, um, who, who, who have that within them and helping them manifest it. So that's, that's just beautiful because we <laughs> see the, the new, the whole thing with like the YouTube community, the content creators, mm -hmm. the, yeah, they're all creators. They're all um, Absolutely. creators. Mm -hmm. uh, the Twitch streamers, the gamers, you know, they're all creating content of their own, mm -hmm. but I don't think they're valued by the society as much. No, no. Um, you know, even despite, you know, how many, how much money the YouTube creators can be making, mm -hmm. you mm -hmm. know, but they took like, what, 15 years of building, <laughs> building that. Absolutely. To get where they are. Right. So, Absolutely. Absolutely. Even in the corporate world, I mean, they just don't, they don't value that. Right. So the corporate world likes to siphon that culture and that, you know, they like to siphon that culture and that creativity. But then, you know, when it comes down to, okay, well, you need to write a check for that. Right. And you need to pay for that and you need to really value that. It's like, well, 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 what is the ROI? You know, now, you know, I, I want it because I know it's cool. It has the cool factor, but you know, what is the ROI? And so they don't understand and they don't value it the same way and so um and that's why you have these tech companies that that um you know they have this culture they understand and embrace that that culture right and these tech companies get it but the traditional corporate brands um you know they they, they haven't always gotten it and so and what has leadership meant to you leadership to me um leadership has been has meant responsibility and I'll take it all the way back again. It, it's it's about responsibility to to serve others. That is what leadership means to me. It's about you know, hey, here's the vision that we have and how the impact that we that we are going to have and and now how do we accomplish that? You all need to understand the vision of where we where we're trying to go, and you need to understand um, what we're trying to accomplish, and and then how do we get there? Um, there's a quote, man, that I, that I love. And it says, if you want to build a ship, right, if you want to build a ship, you don't gather people around and assign them tasks and duties, right? You teach them to long for the sea, right? You teach them to, to, to say, Hey, listen, this is what it's going to feel like when we get out on the ocean and the waves are crashing and the, you know, it's you know, blowing against your face and you can feel the wind, right? And, and getting people to be inspired and say, you know what, I want to be a part. And, and now I, I, you know, I want to be a part of helping because I want to get out in the ocean. I want to feel what you're telling me and, uh, and what you, what you've envisioned and what you painted this picture for me. And so now I'm ready to give my all, um, in terms of building this ship and I'm ready to, to, you know, whatever talent I have, I want to lend it to that. And so that's when I think about leadership. I think about that quote, um, you know, that's what I always equate it to. And how have you been uh, managing your own team in terms of leadership? Has it been tricky or different generations? And <laughs> it, it, it spans. And, and really what it boils down to is, man, just um, trying. And, and sometimes it can be it can be difficult, but just really trying to um, understand that, man, these people are, are so much. Let me let me go back a little bit. I believe in surrounding yourself with people who are much smarter in areas 
um, that your weekend, right? And I believe that you know I, I have a, a greater vision, but at the same time, man, I'm I'm you know very weak in certain areas, and I know what the areas that I'm strong in, and so as a result, I really try to surround myself with people who are much stronger in those areas that I'm weak in. Then I try to give them the tools and the resources and the and the freedom to be able to just do what they do, right? You don't you don't hire a plus players and then tell them what to do you hire a plus players and say hey this is what we want to accomplish how do we do it and uh and so that's what i'm always trying to do i'm always trying to find those a plus players who are committed to being at the top of the game and what they do and then um taking that talent and doing something impactful with it and so yeah yeah because i see a lot of corporations you know they're hiring these big guns but they never listen to them <laughs> yeah, they give they micromanage them, and they go, mm -hmm. "No, this is what we think, and this is what you got to do." And it was like, "Well, mm -hmm. why did you hire me then?" Yeah, exactly. No, 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 not at all, man. I'm like, "Hey, listen, you all, here's where we're trying to go, and this is what I do all the time." I'm like, "Hey, this is what I envision on the big picture, and how the hell do we get there, right? How the hell do we get there?" And give me some insight. Let's talk about this. Let's throw a bunch of stuff up against the wall and have some group thinking and figure out. How do we get there? And I'm always open. I'm I am I'm not a you know again. I guess that goes back to the humbleness. I'm not you know. Hey, I I know it all, so we got to do it this way. It's it's um you know how how do we get there and and empower them and and you'd be surprised, man, what people come up with. You're like, man, I hadn't even thought about that, right? And, and you know they take it you know to a whole other level. We were having a, a team meeting today. And, you know, I had this this big picture for something and then somebody chimed in and say, well, you know, Jay, you know, that that's great. But that's really small, which is what you're thinking. Right. Because we need to look at it like this and this could be, you know, this. And I'm like, oh, wow. Okay, I hadn't thought about that, man. OK, well, you know, I guess I was thinking small. And so if we can multiply that um, and have an even greater impact then man, I'm I'm all for it. And so. <laughs> that's amazing. That's and and amazing. and. And and just always, I'm always a student, man. I believe, and I, I mentioned this earlier, man. I'm I am always trying to learn and then take what I learn and then share it with with others. And so, yeah. And just the last one is for the aspiring entrepreneurs or the entrepreneurs that's out there listening to this. What advice or suggestions can you give them? Ah, what can I give them, man? It's so many things. It's so <laughs> many things. Um, the main thing, probably one of the main things is, um, well, there's two things I will say. Um, the, the one, one of the first things I will say is um, stop worrying about and, and giving a damn what other people think, man. Just, you know, stop caring about what other people think. Um, you know, you got to do you and, and, and if you just focus on what you love and you focus on, you know, having impact and if the if the target who you're going after is, is you believe is small, that's fine. You know, just just serve and super serve, um, you know, who who you believe in and you will ultimately find your path. I, I will believe I do believe that. I mean, I've always um, just said, man, you know what? This is what I like. This is what I love. This is the impact that I want to have. This is what I believe in. And then 
everybody else just that came along, man, they just believed in the same thing and they and, and we we moved along. And so um, I, I didn't care what people think and, and whether they laughed or whether they didn't get it. I, I didn't I knew that the right people um, would come along that would help me get to the next stage of ev everything and anything that I was doing. And so that would be the first piece of advice. Um, the last piece of advice I would say is you may not have it all together, man. You may not have it all together. And I mentioned this earlier. Do not, please do not let that stop you from getting started, man. You know, because um, uh, where we are right now, man, uh, you know, and, and, and how far we've gotten, I couldn't even couldn't have even fathomed this back in, in May of 2010 or 2011 when I started. Um, this company, I would have never even fathomed getting this far. And even when we started working on this project, um, I, I would take, I would bring people to this this building that we that we purchased. But before we had purchased it, um, it's it's a you know, as I mentioned, it's a former school and it's been vacant for 16 years. So you can wow. imagine what a building looks like. It's solid block, so I mean, it's it's not going anywhere. But you know, you can imagine what a building that's been sitting vacant and dormant. Uh, looks like, you know, for 16 years, it's broken. All the windows are broken out and all this trash and, you know, all of this is just around the building. And I would bring people to the building and they would say, man, you know, this is a big, huge building. This is a big undertaking, man. Jay, you got to be, you know, you sure you want to do this? Man, this is, this is, this is, they would be scared, right? And I'm sitting there looking at it like with starry eyes. Like I got the, the starry <laughs> eye emoji right in my eyes. I'm like, man, what are you talking about? And I, I, I didn't even see the broken out windows. I didn't see any of that. And they were like, man, this is just, you know, this is going to take years. And I, and I didn't think about how long it would take. I thought about the impact. I'm like, man, I see the cars pulling in and out of the parking lot. Right. I see the people walking in and out. And I, when I'm walking in the building, I can see people in the, you know, in the production studio working on things. And, and, and I can see the traffic flowing through. And so I didn't care how many years it took. Uh, you know, and and I knew that it would take a lot. And I mean, it's a multi-million dollar undertaking. And people say, well, where are you going to get the money? This thing is going to, you know, cost millions of dollars to fix it. But I'm like, I, you know, we'll figure that part out, right? We'll <laughs> figure, we will figure, and we figured it out, right? <laughs> and we figured it out. And so that's what I say to people is you may not have all of the pieces, but you got to get started you got to start with what you got and i promise you i promise you i promise you it will begin to come together and so those are my pieces wow thank you so much jay for for your <laughs> wisdom and your time appreciate your energy and everything that you shared during this podcast is it certainly inspired me to keep going and keep following where whatever path that i'm deciding to, to, to oh, choose man. to go to uh, I hope so, man. I hope I didn't bore your audience to death, man. I'm <laughs> absolutely not. <laughs> absolutely, man. Well, I appreciate you having me. I'm thankful. Thank you. So thank Stay you. blessed. Uh, thank you so much, Jay. All right, and and also for your for your listen, I will share this last thing is that they can visit and learn more about the project at um, Rise Connected. Uh, not Rise Connect. I'm sorry. At at Rise Creative Village dot com and so r y s e create you know creative village dot com and they can certainly learn more about the project and what we're doing man and so I, again thank you is there any other places they can find your other businesses and other 
magazines and stuff that you have? Well, everything that we do is all incorporated in Rise Creative Village now. So if they go to Rise Creative Village, they can connect with all of our media platforms and things like that. And they can certainly learn more about everything that we're doing. Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> Thank you so much. All right. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Unspoken Truths of Digital Leadership. I hope you found this interview insightful and useful. Please remember to subscribe and review the podcast. And if you have found it useful, please feel free to send it and share it to your network, as I will be very appreciative that it will spread and help out more people in the world. If you would like more information or the show notes and resources that I will be providing you, then please go to www.johnopoon.com, go to the blog and find the podcast section. Step up, show up and stay up. Take care.